All right, we're going to get started in three, two, one. Mike Polano. Yeah. Welcome to The Hive, episode 10. Ten. Oh wow, you're that far along. I'm that far along. It took you. It took you. There was nine people before me. Nine people. Yes. You actually had to hit me on Instagram to remind me I that I didn't invite many, you yet. How many times have you been on my podcast? Twice. At, at least. No, twice. 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 Yeah, I am. Just All right, so you're halfway there. I mean, I have a hundred. I literally have like four, three hundred something episodes. You've been on twice. I guess I should be honored that you got me on. I got you on early. I I wanted to get you on earlier, but uh, I don't think of you very much, so I... I, I, We know that's not Yeah, I know. If you saw our text messages, you would know that. Do me a favor. Stop sending me the naked pictures, okay? (laughs) Your wife's pregnant, so you're trying to get it wherever you can. I know. (laughs) Uh, Too much. Too much. Too much. So how, how far along is your wife, by the way? She's due in April, so we're we're we have what we have three almost three months left, man. We just hit twenty two weeks, twenty two. So I'm you're, halfway. You're, I'm yeah. halfway. My wife's the yeah, last week May, first week June. We're a little bit ahead. Of you. Yeah, you're a little bit ahead. Not much. I'm actually way the fuck ahead of you yeah, because yeah. I have a son already. <laughs> so true. are you having a boy or a girl? Do you I'm know? A boy. Yes, that's Chalupa right. Batman. Nice. Yeah. That's very good. That's good. I, I I'm gonna go a little bit more of the traditional route. It's gonna be. Brian. It's gonna. No, I already have a Brian. I'm uh, not gonna do. The, my son's name's Brian. I'm not gonna do the George Foreman. We'll name them all George. Or, we did have an interesting one. We we had a kid in my kids program when I was teaching kids classes in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name was Seven. And he had six brothers and sisters. They weren't ones or six. No, she she got sick of naming them after three, so it's four, five, six, and seven. Yes. I I, I let's just not. I don't I don't even have to comment on it any longer. Just you understand exactly what's going on there. It's hard. I gotta be honest with you. It's really hard to name. We we cannot come up with a name. I at first I was with Brian Jr. It was a no-brainer. He had to be Brian. It was just we just knew. It was one of those ones. We both were in agreement. Oh, he's Brian Michael Wright II. It has to be. It just has to be. Like, it, there was no other alternative. We were playing around with names. It just didn't feel right. Yeah. And then this one, Reed Philip Wright is going to be his name. And Reed. Reed is my dad's middle name. And that's another one. We both. I like the name Reed. I actually was thinking about that. Yeah, Yo, you want to hear a dirty one? So this is grimy. So... We're talking about our children's names. Well, check this. This is grimy, though. <laughs> the naming thing gets weird. So we were actually contemplating, besides Brian, we were like, pretty much we were going to do Brian, but there was this chance that we were going to name him Dylan. So my wife's sister gets pregnant. She stole the name. She stole the name. Wow. That happens. All the time. I can't believe how many people I talk to that are like pissed. And I'm like, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, my sister and my brother stole the name. I'm like, what are you talking about? And I didn't know it was an issue. And then we had it. And I was like, whatever. The one thing, you and I, we're having kids later in life. Yeah. We, both of us, you and me both, are two of those guys that most of the people we know would have never thought this day ever would have ever, come. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I, ever. I always, I always, <laughs> and married on top of it. Yeah. I always we're both married. Both, you know? But I always said I would. I, I, listen, I came up. I come from. You're. I come from a. As you, I think, right? A broken family. Yeah. I last of five. Um, well, I'm an only child. Well, I'm not an only child. I do have a half brother and a half sister. But my parents only produced me together. My right. dad has two other kids. 
yeah, so I, you know, I, I didn't, I grew up with with that nonsense, and I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to go down that road, so I waited. And I, you know, I, I don't, I don't. You hit record. Yeah, I hit record, <laughs> and my battery's good too, unlike someone else I know. Yeah. But that just happens. It does. Yeah. The amateur is more professional sometimes. I don't know. I tell you what, man. Everybody makes a mistake. That's the one time. I haven't That's even talked about it. No one knows what we're talking about right now. So I mean, we can tell them. We have the lost episode filmed at the PBR podcast well, headquarters. It's, it's like 15 minutes of the right. I couldn't even put it up because it was like it was just so out of context yeah. because we wrapped it up better at the end. But whatever, shit happens. My fault, my fault. Whatever. Yeah, but what I was going at before that was I didn't. I always wanted to get married and have kids. Like it was the thing, but I it was just not the time the nature of my life was not it just wasn't there you know when it's right i didn't know it just no i'm saying life made it right well right that's what i'm talking about you know i met my wife when i was 34 and it just worked i I said it last podcast my buddy mike i've had i think you're the third mike by the way it's so weird like mike thing going on here but i was talking about i said you know i I joke with my wife i say i i skipped the ex-wife and went straight to the to the good second one yeah the trophy wife (laughs) smart man so yeah and you know, why screw up kids with me being a young idiot trying to be a parent? That's, and, it. That's how I feel about it. And so I'm, I'm, I learned a lot of things along the way, and hopefully I'll be a better parent for it. Yep. I'm 42, so I think uh, and I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to do all this. Well, that, that you emphatically say that. There is no hesitation in your voice. No, I mean, if I wasn't ready, I wouldn't do it. That's why I well, went until I was 42. Hey, hey. You know? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you're not ready for it and it happens. But well, no, I no, but you, you, your life just very careful. all came together <laughs> in a way that made it work. So, so that's good. So we'll see. I'm excited about it. Married is the one I never <clears throat> ever thought you'd be married. Honestly, I just thought you would be lifelong, Mister. I'm gonna run away from commitment forever. It gets, it gets old after a while, you know. You no, get we, old. Get old. Yeah. we get old. We get old. There's a lot of things <laughs> I used to love to do and I don't love to do anymore. Yeah, um, I can wholeheartedly understand where you're coming from on that one. You know? Yeah, I definitely get it. How long? How long have we known each other now? Oh, uh, eighteen years. I want to say it's eighteen years ish. Well, this under twenty. I this is my tenth time because tenth episode uh, saying this. Twenty eighteen is the twenty year anniversary of me owning my own school. I was in twenty years then. So we've known each. You knew me from right from the get, like yeah, from the old school down. Yeah. Yeah, right from the get, we knew I each other. I was going to say, one of, well, yeah. We played against each other in sports when we were little kids, too, and we probably don't even know. realize that. Yeah, yeah. probably. River Plaza? What was River Plaza? Joe, you know me. I can't. Oh, my no, brain no, no. sucks. You, yeah. I knew you probably from soccer, from like Wayside Field and stuff, from rec soccer or something. Right, right. Yeah. Because you grew up in town when you went to, you went to private school. Well, I went to I went to Ocean School through 5th, and then I went to St. Mary's of Deal, and then I went to CBA. Right. So you went to Ocean the whole time, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You all, you, is your whole family from Ocean? We are. Yeah. For all five of us. Yeah, I'm the last. So we go from... Are you the youngest kid? Yeah. That's okay. what the last means. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I'm verifying. I'm like, holy shit, you're the I, last I, of I five. Was, if I was in your friend's family, I, my name would be five. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the last of five. And triplets on top of it. The middle ones are triplets. And they're all girls, right? No, two girls and a boy. Okay. Two See, girls. I don't know. I know you, but I know nothing about you. The this triplets, is awful. The triplets are twins. I have taken so much damage over the years that my memory is so skewed. And, and it's really funny, though. I don't actually – I've taken a lot of damage. I can't ride roller coasters. But my memory's not bad. But I have taught so many people – 
It is really hard to straighten you, it out. Do you find that um, you you'll remember and can recall, you know, the day we met twenty years ago, but you can't recall like yesterday's conversation? That is me in a nutshell. Yeah, me too. Do you do you attribute that to age, or do you attribute that to sports injuries? I'm pretty sure I've seen age. Yeah, me too. Man. <laughs> me too. I have. I, I definitely. No, I'm not kidding. I went to I play with my son about two weeks ago, and we went on this like boat thing that went up and down. And I got off, and my son's like, let's go again. And I said, I don't think I can. Yeah. I didn't feel right. And then he goes, let's go on the merry-go-round. Merry-go-round, I can't fucking speak, long day. And we get on it, and we're going around, and I'm like, man, I'm really not feeling good. And then he wanted to go on this stupid thing that spins, and yeah. he broke me down. And I went on it. I had a headache for three days. Yeah. I was irritable as fuck for like 48 hours. I was really – I'm normally irritable, so you could imagine me. Extra irritable really sucks. <laughs> I was a complete dick for like 48 hours. And I totally attribute it to that. And I even know if I go to a great adventure or something, go on a ride, I'm, I'm two rides and I'm done. I can't do it anymore. My head's shot. I, I hear you. I was at the dinner with my, my sister um, and I turned to her and I made a comment. And I, I don't remember what the comment was. It doesn't matter. And she looked me dead in the eye and she goes, are you seriously asking me that again? And I said, well, when did I ask you? She's like, you asked me that. This is the third time you asked me tonight. You asked me that five minutes wow. ago, and I was like, you know, I've always attributed it to, like, I think back, I played football my entire life, and hockey, and then kickboxing and stuff. The so, hockey probably did it to Well, the I hockey and the football. I look back at football, and I started, my father started me early, so I could play with my brother. So I started playing pop when I was like six years old. Yeah. Which was like, there's no reason you should be playing contact sports at six years old. Well, you know my father was drafted by the Giants. My father's a lifelong football player. My father went to the Cotton Bowl. He was on the first Notre Dame team to win a bowl game. Did we, you? But wait. My, so my dad is like, big time football. My father told me he would not let me play football until high school. Yeah. Because he, he, he had a lot of physical problems later in life. And his doctors were, everything you have wrong with you happened before you graduated college. So my father just said, I don't want you to play football until you go to high school where you're more physically mature. Because my dad started playing when he was like six, seven years old. Yeah, so and – I, and I look back at those times and, I, and it's not even – I don't think it's the uh, the collisions in the game per se, specifically at that age because you're not really moving that fast. Definitely towards high school, it, it, it to pay toll. But, but what, what I really attribute it to is if you look – if you I, I remember what we used to do in practice and before the games with our heads like to – to get, and I look back on it, I'm like, what idiots. Like, to get excited, like you would headbutt one another. And you would go down the line, and you would headbutt every single player. And everybody would be going nuts, and you're trying to get pumped up for the game. And this is what they taught you to do. And what we and I remember before the game started having an unbelievable headache. And what we were essentially doing was giving ourselves concussions. Yes. Before you, we played the game. And, and if you look at brain trauma... It's not the big collision it's that's the problem. Ones, it's right? the little ones because you get the swelling so in your brain. Yeah. Yeah, and then you think about all the other things you've done to yourself and forget yeah. it. It's but, sad, right? But the head, uh, it's funny. My father didn't want me to play football and then look at the career I've had. I go into a sport where literally you, I block with my face well, for probably 20 take years. Less, you, know, you probably take less than you would have doing a contact sport like football. No, my problem was – no. My problem was – Majority of my sparring was with big gloves. Oh, yeah, boxing. Right? And I was sparring with big guys because I come from a K1 generation. I was 185 pounds, and there was no way to make money at 185. So I'm fighting guys way above my weight class, and I'm sparring with monsters. Remember Fish? Yeah. 
that dude would I mean he was 250 pounds and I was and it was not that I was getting knocked out it was the repeated blows and sparring it was the sparring that did it sure I I don't think I have any brain trauma worth talking about from actual competition it was all from sparring because we spar for an hour Mm-hmm. And, and, the, at a, and at a young age too, right? Like, yeah. been, like you've been you've been doing. I started fighting since how old? Six. So your your brain doesn't even isn't even fully formed until your mid twenties. Right? I started kickboxing so. at sixteen. I fought I fought with ten ounce gloves when I was eighteen. Well, the smaller the gloves now. The big misconception is people think makes MMA so so much worse for you but the, it's not because the misconception is like the the bigger glove is less is more protection well when, when in fact it does much more damage on a punch and it's the variety of the rule set so the more limited you are in what you can do the more focused damage you take so boxing is by far the most savage long-term damaging sport you could do which in is, combat sports which is why george foreman can hardly sell a grill right yeah, so you you say okay, you only can take you can punch somebody above the waist to the top of their head, and that's all you can do for fifteen rounds mm-hmm. with big gloves. And if they knock you down and you're knocked stupid, we're gonna we're gonna we'll let, let you recover, you right. and then we're gonna stick you back out there, and you're gonna go at it again. So that's why guys die in boxing because the brain swells, they get hit. It's a nightmare. So what what happens? Where does the future hold for all of these sports we're talking about? Talking about because there's got to be. I really, I really wish we had a camera so that's, people could see the awesome. mistake you just made. My fault. I saved it though. That, yeah, that was and, good. And that I was good. Even so your your brain's not that bad. You broke the fourth wall. Oh, I um, broke the fourth wall. Stop it. So we're like I talk about this all the time. I think the NFL is dying, and I think the to keep it. I think the NFL dying it's too. It's dying for a lot of reasons. Number, but one, it's dying from the ground up, and it's dying because of technology. Those are my two. I honestly think that the biggest challenge for sports is the money side of it I think is the the worst part of it. I honestly think that when an athlete of the pay grade that you see in these professional sports screws up at any level, the the amount of negativity thrown at them is from all these people that are, you know, middle class, never going to see money like that, and they're just waiting for them to fuck up and the money's just going to get bigger. Because the sports are gigantic. They are, but... The and and the fair play aspect of it that keeps getting enforced, which means these people are just going to get more and more money, more and more exposure. And now you've got all the, you know, social media. You've got, you've got more access to these athletes and their lives and their comings and goings than any other time. And I think people are happy to have the access, but the access is also being used against them in a lot of ways. So I think just from a social perspective... These athletes are just so vulnerable now. So unless there's some yeah. cultural shift where we accept their lifestyles differently, I don't, I don't that's going to be a huge problem for them. I don't disagree with that, but I don't know if that's a, one of the major contributors, uh, contributing factors to – what's up, buddy? See you later. Uh, a contributing factor to uh, why it's dying. Like, right? So you and I both just said – here's what I mean from like the ground-up grassroots – dying uh, from a grassroots movement you and i both are having children you have a son already and we both just said i don't want we're not letting I, our yeah. kids play football you know what i mean so the more kids that stop playing football and move to other sports right off the bat that's going to decrease all of those athletes that normally would have played this but then if you take the entire other flip side and look at technology so the ratings in the nfl and take away the whole kneeling scandal with 
uh, Colin Kaepernick this year, how it really hurt the ratings. But the ratings are down dramatically in the NFL. Why are they down? People want – honestly, the hard part is I don't know if we can really get an honest answer because there are so many agendas at play. Because you've got the political agenda where well, people that are going to say, oh, it's because of the kneeling. And then you've got the people that have the brain trauma. I mean people have taken this brain trauma mantle really – Far. Sure. That movie came out with Will Smith and, you know, like, you know, media, media has a, a huge effect on what people are going to do. And that's why parents, parents watch that movie. And they're like, little, little Brian, you're not playing football. But, but then there's the a huge, but there's a huge portion of the population that is like, fine, don't go and play football. Leave the money for me. There's, if you have winning, losing, and that kind of money attached to it, there will always be a talent pool for it. It's just always well, going to be that way because but it, it may not be. There's a talent pool that plays um, in the NHL or in the NBA too, but they're not nearly as popular of a sport. You know what I mean? So my point being, like NFL right now is king, but it is dying, and it will eventually not be king anymore. And uh, another reason that do I do you want really to, think it won't I, be king? I do because who's going to pass well, it? I well, to, soccer. I mean, globally, I want to get to soccer my, my my initial point that I was trying to make is that the other. Aside from grassroots, the other end of the spectrum is technology is destroying the game. And it's destroying the game for many reasons. Number one, a whole conversation we can have is not the point I want to make is about the equipment. Like, I think the equipment is a problem. But what I'm talking about is people don't watch television anymore. No. They don't watch television. Like, you and I, and I, I could probably name 20 shows that when you were a kid, you probably still know what time or channel oh. that they were on. Like we and all, if you missed it. You you missed it. You had to wait until the reruns if in the middle of the summer. Yeah. So me and my brothers and sisters on Thursday nights at seven o'clock would all pile in front of the TV and watch the Muppet Show. I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to throw you off, but I'll throw you a funny one. Do you remember the FX channel when it first came on cable? Yeah. My favorite time of year was the week between Christmas and New Year's. They called it the beginning end week. And they would play the first and last episode of all my favorite shows oh, from the eighties. That's crazy. So it was like the first Miami yeah. Vice, the last Miami oh, Vice, the brilliant. first Night Rider, the last Night Rider. They did that for like five 18. years. The A Team, yes, <laughs> yeah. they did all those shows. So I got to see the final episode. I never saw. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? It is yeah. very cool. That's a good idea. So, so back to back to my, yeah. my argument, I guess. Um, so people don't watch TV the way they used to watch it. Do we all have a TV in our house? Absolutely, we all have a TV in our house, but. Do we necessarily sit down at Thursday night at 7 o'clock to watch the Muppet Show? Absolutely not. No. You DVR shows. You may not even go to your cable box. You may go to uh, Hulu or Netflix. or. My son doesn't know what commercials are. Right. So that's my point. So, yes. So what a kid to sit down and watch a, a football game is – like that is uh, passe. Like they don't kids don't well, do that. I'm going to throw out a statistic do. about baseball, which is crazy. So, you know, baseball, it, their attendance is – been bad as well and they did a survey and everyone said the game's getting too long mm -hmm. the funny part about it is the games have actually been getting shorter every year for the last five years but the audience has been complaining more and more and more and it's because the attention spans due to the way we take sure. in media now I mean, they've done scientific studies already to show that because of Facebook and Twitter and the way in which yeah. we consume the majority of information is short form, like super, super yeah. fast, condensed, controlled. People don't have the ability to sit for an entire baseball game. Walk, right? And, you know, the one with baseball, the most successful parks all have restaurants, 
there's a they put a petting zoo in Baltimore, I think. They have rides, they have attractions. So guys get bored, they go up, they go do something, they drink, they eat, they play a couple games, they go back and see what's going on with the game. They've had to yeah. distract people because you have to go with the way the brains have changed. It's funny because I was I you know, I do a show for the New York Rangers. Yes. Um, called the Blue Shirt Buzz. Uh, shameless plug. So we were out uh, Plug away. We were out at the we did the winter classic. And uh, we were out of – they sent me out to Vegas because the Rangers played the Golden Knights for the first time. So we went to the arena. I did I did my thing. I, I Basically, with that show is I run around and I, I mess with fans and I have a stick mic and I, you know, q and um, So it's, it's a fun little thing they throw up on, on their social media, the, the Rangers. So they sent me out there. I do the thing outside of Vegas, and it's set up just like what you're talking about, man. It's like there's bandstands and marching bands and restaurants. Spectacle. And there's all kinds of stuff outside. And then this is a brand. It's the it's the T-Mobile Arena, which is brand yes. new. They just yes. built it. It's the first pro team out there, and they're good. Not that that has anything to do with, but like people are going and really attaching to it. But in the arena, on the whole upper, it's above the upper concourse, and it hangs over the ice. Is a nightclub, a bona fide Las Vegas <laughs> nightclub, and all you need to go to that nightclub is a ticket. And it's exactly what you're talking about. Like you can go to the game and just go up to that nightclub and watch the game and party yes. and never even sit in a seat. Like that that blew my mind. So if you think about it though, the way that we're all being retrained to behave as human beings, we don't sit and consume so much anymore. We gather as groups around these things. These things are excuses for us to do stuff like a sporting event is a collection of really distracted people so that you have to give them something to use that energy constructively i guess that's the crazy part so as the money starts to go away though so right i don't so, think the money well if the advertising away. if nobody's watching tv then people aren't going to pay to advertise on television so it's gonna no go, but i but the go money's go gonna elsewhere. go somewhere but where right well, so where else Facebook. right now can you watch football well twitter you can't watch football on Twitter. You can't, don't they? I don't think so. I think they, don't they? Doesn't ESPN do feeds of all their games on Twitter now? Uh, I, I don't or know. Or Hulu or something like that? I, it, listen, it, it would be, I knew. I know the NFL was trying to sign a, a, a deal with one of the mobile providers to stream all of their games, and it would only behoove them to do that. Yes. Because every kid is staring at an iPad or staring oh, at yeah. a phone. And if you want that youth that's no longer playing the game, to be interested and watch your sport, you better give them access on their device all the time. Like nobody wants to fight to try to watch the game. And with the advent of social media and and gaming and um, uh, fantasy football, like kids these days, like all of probably ninety percent of the people you grew up with were Jet fans, Giant fans, Eagle fans. Like they were local yeah. sports teams. Now that is not the case because of this. So you, if you're if you grew up a Cowboy fan, like that kid wants access to that Cowboy game on his phone or iPad whenever he wants. The only thing do you agree with that? I do in in I do in part. I don't. I think it, you have an extreme conclusion to it because I think there's a humanity thing here i think as human beings the there's always going to be a physical component so there's a, a weird one so instagram has actually created more activity than less in a certain portion of the population because people are doing things to take a better picture so people would climb something that they wouldn't normally climb because they want to be able to take a selfie on top of it. There's weird things like that that are happening. Right. And the people that created all of this social network stuff are seeing that 
they're seeing the pros and the cons and what they did because it's now it's a decade of really heavy duty consumer behavior in these in these worlds and now they're realizing that they did some things right they did some things wrong and they're trying to create more long form create more physical and i think at the end of the day i think every human being needs to do physical things i don't think we're going to sit in chairs with sensors hooked up to us and have robots walk around like that bruce willis movie i think yeah, i don't know but see again but then my gym would be shut down Maybe, but it won't. But I'm doing better now because of it. People love to come here and realize people. You know what people do with their phones here? They fight over who's going to plug it into my amp so we can listen to their music. But that's it. People love to come here. They don't have to worry about. They shut it off. You've got an hour a day that you can come and shut it off. The 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 government, the United States government, really dropped the ball with social media. Right, so everything you take into your body, whether you eat it or you, it's a oh, drug. Jesus. I don't, I don't know if I like where you're going uh, with this. Yeah, these things are like FDA approved, or so they let social media slip by without any approvals. And I think that you're going to see in the next few years. You're already seeing it with net neutrality, right? The reversal of net neutrality. You're going to see the government stepping in and and putting out warnings about how too much social media and access to the device is super detrimental to your mental health to your physical health and I think you're going to see that get curbed big time it has to dude like I, there are like how many times do you have to eat and you look at a couple or a family and it's just glowing faces okay how do you curb right. in your house well like what's the rule my son okay so my son knows how to use my tablet and he can get, he use it when everyone no no so Right now, I pick my son up from school. He goes to preschool. I pick him up, and he comes to my office with me. And he basically gets about an hour and a half where he can use the tablet. But here's the best part about it. And this is really funny because this is happening now. For the past year and a half, he was addicted to the tablet. But now he plays different. He draws more. He does things. He doesn't – he asked me for it. It started off with – he would sit there and vegetate on it, and my wife would get so mad. But I didn't care. I was like, let him do it. That's what he wants to do. I didn't care. But then he would start to do things with it on next to him. Now he does that, but it goes off, and he doesn't even notice, and he keeps doing what he's doing. It, it, he – I don't want to say you can't use it. I don't want to say don't do it because then he's going to really want to. I don't tell my son what he can or cannot do. Games, video games one thing. My PlayStation – my wife is like, no, he's got to stop now. I'm like, you know what? Let him, let him play until his fucking eyes bleed because he's going to get sick of it. And then he's going to stop on his own and he's going to make the choice and he's going to want be like, That's hey, can we go do take, something? Dude. That's a very interesting take. But my and son people- does it. But, you know, my parents were pretty controlled. My mom, I will say. My dad wasn't too bad. My dad was kind of like go outside and do shit where my mom was the same. I couldn't watch TV during the week was a thing. And then I became a TV addict because it came like this thing, this mystical thing I could never sure, do. Okay, okay. So for like me, line, right? I just want my son to be able to make choices that – I have to run the risk of it going wrong, but it's gone right, and it just reaffirms – I. Th- think that our dna does take care of us in time i have enough opportunities for my son to do things and i have a relationship with him where we talk about things and i so he's interested in music we got him a drum set so my son at four is fucking around with the drums and we took him to a music class and we got alexa because alexa he can talk to it and now he can listen to music and it tells him stories and there's i i love the interaction with technology because he's figured out a way to still be physical 
it augments his reality instead of being virtual reality. Yeah, I'm not saying you got to like throw him in a closet and throw. Uh, no, I got TV you. Britannica at him. But I think, but I th- got to curb it, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, but here's Moderation. the thing: he's at four, so he's on YouTube. And he watches, we call it the crazy shows. It's the dads that, you know, build Lego things and throw slime at their kids. Like, he watches that. But he's not at the age where he's not, he's not on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. That's the one where it gets a little crazy because that stuff is actually engineered for addiction. Yeah. YouTube videos for kids, it's not really addictive. It's entertaining. He's not addicted to it. He's entertained by it. When he's bored, he watches it. The only thing I get issues with is that my son doesn't know how to not be entertained. He has to have something to watch or do. He can't wait. If we have to wait in line for something, you can see in 30 seconds, he's like, come on, give me something. Give me your phone. Give me something. He just can't wait. Where we didn't have that option. You couldn't call somebody random. I mean, we had fucking dial-ups and touchstones. You know what I mean? It was different. And yeah, the patience factor of it, Okay, Peppa Pig. You'll fight, figure this one out. There's a cartoon called Peppa Pig. A lot of little kids watch it. The The character says boring and different things. They found that kids can verbalize their dissatisfaction with boredom because of this show. And so they get very aggressive about it because mommy pig, I'm bored or something. And so like my kid would get aggressive and say stuff like that. I'm like, oh, what did you just say? He's like, well, Peppa Pig says it. So there's these weird cultural things that happen, whatever. But I do – I take a little bit of a libertarian point of view with it with my son. I want him to have the freedom to make his own choices. I want him to figure it out. And you know, my wife and I, we we go back and forth with it. Uh, I find that – the more I let him do, the more he figures out. And if he figures it out for himself, the better we are long term. So that's the way I look at it with kids. You know, you'll figure it out for yourself. But as parents, we got to figure it out. I was saying it the other night with somebody too. As parents, it's funny. Uh, do you think you're like, okay, you come from a broken home. Do you think they did it on purpose? Broke did the it? home? Or <laughs> Yeah, they got divorced on, clearly on purpose. No, but the, the do you think they did the things they did and where – you had struggles in life because of it. We all do that go through those things. Mm-hmm. Do you think the struggles that you have, they did that on purpose? I don't, I don't understand the question. But... I think parents do the best they can with what they've oh, got, I, yeah. and I don't think they fuck us up on purpose. No, of course not. So when it comes no. to this stuff with our kids, it's one of these ones we kind of have to feel our way through it, and we do the best we can with it, and there's no real definitive answer. It is what it is. Our kids are unique. They're going to do what they do. You can protect, overprotect them, underprotect them. Who the fuck knows what we're supposed to do? We do the best we can. That's a good point. You know, and and I think that the more the more you let your kid do, the stronger they actually become. Because if we shield them, if you limit them too much, they don't have the skills to cope. And then when they really are alone, they don't know what to do. Like, yeah, you still don't. You know, you still don't want a wild animal. No, no. I don't want a wild animal, but I want – no, but I, my son's not wild because I actually talk to him about stuff. Like I, I have some really – my wife gets mad at me. She's like, you're talking too deep with him. I'm like, no, he's a smart little kid. You should hear the questions he asks me. So I mean I don't go crazy deep, but yeah, I when he has questions, I talk to him. He's got a music show this weekend. And I said to him – my wife's like, don't talk about it. I'm like, why? She goes, because if he gets nervous. So I said to him this morning, I said, yo, you nervous? He goes, yeah. He goes, can you stand with me on stage? I said, no, I'm going to be in the crowd. I'm going to look at you. And he goes – but I'm going to feel like I'm alone. So why are you going to feel like you're alone? He goes, I don't know. I said, are you afraid of what people are going to say or think? And he goes, yeah. I said, why? And he just stares at me. He said, don't worry about what people think. I think you're awesome. I think you're a rock star. I think it's awesome what you're doing. 
He was like, really? I was like, yeah. So we'll see. He'll probably cry and run off the stage screaming. But no, he's gonna love it, dude. Or or he's gonna cry and run off the stage, and then I go back and try it again. But I'm address. I was like, don't worry about it. You're good. He's playing we'll with, with other kids. Yeah, it's like one of these school of rock kind yeah, of things. Cool. That's yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah, and like families come in, we'll all go. It'll be cool. Go out to breakfast after, whatever. It'll be fun. But yeah, this whole. Hey, man, raising people in this world with the speed in which things are changing. I think about it. I don't know if my kid's ever going to drive. No, he probably won't. My kid doesn't know what commercials are right now, and he probably won't know what a phone is because it will probably be some other way of communicating. Alexa does 90 – Alexa-ish stuff will do 90% of what we do by hand. I mean Alexa's on my phone. Do you know Windows 10, by the end of the year, all Windows 10 will be integrated Alexa devices. Sorry, what's Windows? Oh, I'm sorry, you Apple person, you. But Windows 10 will have Alexa built in. So literally, we're sitting here. I use my laptop to interface this, whatever. I'll be able to talk my way through this. I won't have to touch my keyboard anymore. Yeah, it's going to turn into that movie, movie, Her, or whatever. Exactly. We we live in the in the Matrix already. You know, like uh, I, I wanted to build a, a barn door for my bathroom. I redid my upstairs yeah. of my house. So um, you know, shop. We wanted a barn door, so I was shopping for barn doors. I'm looking at these doors. I'm like, I can. I'm pretty sure I could. I wanted it old. I wanted it to look old and weathered. I didn't want a new one, but I wanted a new one. So you went on YouTube? And I went on YouTube. I, I found this guy building a barn door. He not only put the video up step-by-step step on how to do it, but in the description, he had all the links to the aisle of the of the Home Depot as to where to get the material. So now when I tell you and how much it would cost and everything, I went to Home Depot. I had <laughs> YouTube open on my phone. I went aisle to aisle. It was exactly... Where not only was it exactly where he said it was going to be, when I was done, then I went back to my house, I built the door in the room, step by step through the video. When I was done, I had like I had I had, it was wood, it was wood glue, it was screws. Okay, when I was done, you could not squeeze an ounce of wood glue out of the tube, and I had one screw left. That's amazing. Like, the guy had it down to the screw. So <clears throat> I learned how to do it. And I, did, I built it all in a day. It's a beautiful door. It hangs on my bathroom now in my bedroom. And uh, that's, that's the real matrix. Did, yeah. Did they s- stick a tube in the back of my neck and did I go to – no, but I, it's the same concept. The only thing I need to know now is how to land that helicopter. <sighs> you know, the thing the – thing, I, I totally embrace – you're a school teacher too. Yes. Well, I, I, yes, I've taught. Yeah. And I, I – like for me, I look at the whole school thing – the phone is – it's replaced so much. Like what do you really – why do you I'll ask I'll tell you what. Being in the video biz – like being in the video biz, like I'm a camera operator. I, I'm in front of the camera, behind the camera. I've produced. I've directed. Like there is – the cameraman is – the sound man. Like these are all things that are very close to being obsolete. You know, uh, I've had people ask me my opinion on cameras. Like, what camera should I buy? I really – I'm getting into this and I, my, my answer is always do not ever – ever buy a camera the second you buy that camera it is obsolete like, yeah. it's like buying a car yeah right like there's certain things like sound equipment like sound equipment kind of stays the same right there's not really a lot of the technology gets smaller and easier to use but it doesn't really get obsolete the way like a camera does like what you're carrying on your phone right now is a is a depending obviously depending on what phone you have but if you have anything of the newer ilk of a smartphone you have the unbelievable you can shoot in 4k but what about 
what about just information, let alone the tools that it gives you? Why do you have to memorize anything when you can use your phone? I, I hear you, man. That's the, uh, I mean, so the world collapses. I don't know how I got anywhere as a kid before GPS. Like, I don't know. How did I get to my friend's house okay. when I was a kid? So I have my other business and we have gifts we deliver in the summer. And I remember delivering gifts in the 90s and I had a map. A map. I delivered a flowers map. in high school. Yeah. I had a map. We were talking about advertising for my business. So for the gym business, in 1998, you took an ad out in the phone book. The phone book. Yeah. My son doesn't know what a phone book no. is. Obsolete. Think about it. I grew up with an encyclopedia. A set of uh, yes. before, Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. Everybody had that. Every, I had it everybody's too. book report was the same, man, right? They all came out of that same that same book. And now it all comes off Wikipedia. Well. But the thing is, why do you need to memorize stuff? I think the world is going to change. You know, the one thing, the argument that – You still need to have knowledge. You have to – but that's where you I was kind of going with it where I had somebody coming at me the other day with this whole thing of automation is killing the workers of the world. And I had to, I had to go against that because I think the more augmented, the more information, the more whatever technology does, the ones that want to win – are going to take the time they have and go deeper on the things that they're working with. So our or, on, or you'll take that time to do what you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? No, but that's the consumer. It's going to give. But the winners are. Do you know we made more billionaires in 2017 than any other time in the history of the world? It was something like every 18 minutes somebody made a billion dollars, and it's because there's new technology. So before Rockefeller made it off of steel. There are people making massive amounts of money by arbitraging what's going on in the world due to time management. They're getting time back because they don't have to do the things that the people before them did. So instead of wasting that time you know, taking selfies on top of the Eiffel Tower, they're going deeper into the things they still have to do. So they're learning customer behavior. They're learning consumer behavior basically and then working the market to their benefit. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're aggressive in the market and you care about succeeding in whatever it is you do, you have more time to do that now. Why do you think sports are getting better? These guys have more tools now. They're getting bigger, faster, stronger, not just because of vitamin S. They're getting stronger because technology is allowing them to micromanage their bodies in ways that no other generation well, it's has. It's also destroying the game, though. You know, so it's a catch. There's well, a catch I, I talk about this a lot. I watch. I didn't watch boxing. It's really funny. I barely watched boxing for about 10 years. Then I watched the Mayweather-McGregor fight. But I watched the undercard as well. And I couldn't believe how many guys were not boxing as much and relying on physicality their their speed their power their explosion instead of their skill and i was like wow strength and conditioning has really dumbed boxing down and then i look at a lot of and i look at kickboxing a lot of ways it, it, i think around 2000 to, between 2000 and 2005 there has been a shift in a lot of sports where conditioning has really taken over but that's why i like mma because mma you have to have the best conditioning in the world Plus, you have to have a creativity in your fighting style that the other sports have fallen off of. K1 in the 90s, I hate being the guy talking about the golden days. I don't think there's any better time than we've got right now. No, but I don't look at any – I don't look at a single year of my life better than the year I'm living right now. I think this is the best time to be a human being 
ever in every way possible. No argument for me on that. You you can't make me think there was anything ever better than what we've got right now in any way, shape, or form. And when I look at sports, though, there are certain times where I appreciated certain aspects of it a little bit differently than today. Like seeing the biggest, strongest guy knock somebody out, okay, fine. I I still would like to see some variety and creativity, and that's why I like MMA because there's a lot of variety and creativity in MMA. When MMA first came out, you you saw it was all jujitsu, and then there was a lot of wrestling, and then there was boxing and wrestling, and then there was Muay Thai and boxing and wrestling, and you can see who was what. And now you can't figure out who anybody is. Everybody's got their own thing, and that's what's so cool about it. It's still a personalized sport, and and that's when you talk about the future. I I've never seen a time in history ever where creativity was not celebrated. Have you? No, I mean in some way, shape, no, or it's form. Only, it, it, it's but why? What? Who said it's not being celebrated? I'm not. I'm saying that it's going to continue. Human beings are going to continue to physically be creative and evolve in sports. So when you say the NFL and you can say combat sports and when people talk about this, that, the other thing, I mean people are always going to take a risk to make money and there's always going to be a pool of people that want to watch you take that risk. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think it's changing though. And I don't think I don't think for one second – well, here's – MMA is a perfect example. Like the UFC – We've watched it burst and spawn and grown to how big it is now, maybe to one of the top three sports in the world, right? That it was nothing in our lifetime, right? I so I every, don't, I don't, I don't know if the viewership can really, we can really say that. Well, w- w- would you put it before or after NASCAR, right? Like so called NASCAR. Okay, but um, the uh, well, what's it? Uh, gaming. Like the the competitive gaming, I think that's the number two watched sport in the world well, right now. Well, I mean, now you have to say well, what's a sport, right? Like, is gaming a sport? I don't know. It's more like take skill, take skill. Well, that's it's a skill. whole other argument for something else. But I mean, they're not athletes, right? But just in terms of overall global viewership, MMA is definitely on the rise. It's a big business, but at the same time, the UFC sold for what four and a half billion dollars and i think the new york giants are worth more than that what, so what i was getting at though is it's like we've watched it grow to yes it is, and we're like in we're a watching crazy short amount of time by short the way. amount of time and now you're watching uh like you're saying the gamers not that i call it a sport but it's definitely at ed- uh, sports entertainment you're uh, on some levels you know uh so now the pro teams are ha- have the, the pro teams like the i think nba or wmba just announced that they're going. There's going to be a, a Knicks version, a Nerds Knicks, right? Like they're not <laughs> called that, but they should be. Uh, where they're going to be New York Knicks, but they travel and they play NBA, the NBA game as a team in competitions. So that is going to be a thing, and we're going to see that. And people, you know, what people love. They love to like kids now. They love to watch that. They, people like to watch people play games, which blows my mind. But I'm getting off what I wanted okay. to say. We, like Rome will fall, you know what I mean. The the Ming Dynasty will, yeah. will crumble. Um, the United States as well, right? So like every great power eventually is going to fall. So the NFL being that great power, I think you're seeing the demise of it. Are there always going to be sports and athletes, and they're going to have the ability, and they're going to get the big money? Absolutely. Is it always going to be the NFL? Absolutely not. I don't believe that. And I think people are going like yeah, we want to be social, but you don't want to go sit in that stadium all the time, especially. And and this is going to sound terrible too, but if you go <laughs> you go to that stadium and you have to worry about getting blown up, 
and murder black car. I I know. I've heard you talk about that before. You're really you're really I'm paranoid real, about that. I'm not that. paranoid at all. I'm a realist. Like I I still do it, but like you know, as time progresses, I think people. You're calling us social animals, and we are, but I think we're, we're, we're already socializing less, and you're putting out more. Uh, it's all false. It's all it, on social media, right? But you're actually doing less. So, yeah, you might climb that thing to take that picture better for Instagram, but, like, you're doing that less than you did before. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go that extreme with it, though. I don't know if I can really go down that rabbit hole. I mean, if we it. agreed on it, this would be a very important conversation. Yeah. No, but I just, I just think that... I see a lot of things happening. I, I the whole fear factor of of like the being blown up, whatever. I, I think that's Joe Rogan. Yeah, sorry, but I think that's gonna actually. I don't think it's gonna be more in time. I think it's gonna be less. I think that the problem is with the for me is the amount of exposure that we've got to being monitored and watched. For me, on a on a libertarian point of view, is kind of like uh, I don't know, but then on a on a safety factor, I yeah, think you're it's not greater. doing anything wrong, dude. It's fantastic. Like you talked about Alexa. My only my o- my only issue with that statement is who the fuck is going to tell me what's right and wrong? Well, That's the thing. Well, as far as the laws are concerned. Yeah, but if you live in Canada where there's no freedom of speech, and you you make fun of a trans person in your living room, you can get a fucking fine, and if you don't pay that fine, you might go to jail. It's crazy, right? That's fucking. That's nuts. the world we live in. That's the dumbass world. And you just said five minutes ago, this is the best time possible to live in. But I, I think having an argument about that is a hell of a lot better than arguing, did my neighbor die of the plague? You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, Pam and I, my, the lovely and talented Pam, my wife, we went uh, camping uh, last summer, two summers ago, whatever it was. And we um, went with a bunch of family members. And we were like, it was like glamping. Like, there was yeah, yeah. a lot. We, you know, we, we pulled up to a site. It had water and electric. But we tented on it. You know what I mean? It was one That's of cool. However, we took our phones, dude, and we were there for four days. We took our phones and shut them off and put them in the glove compartment of the car. And, like, the first moments, like, it was kind of like you're reaching for You look, oh, I want to take a picture of this. I want to check that. I want to look at this. Uh-huh. And at first you're doing that. But that went away super fast. And, dude, when I tell you, like, I felt after the four days were over, I didn't want my phone. I didn't care about my phone. I felt recharged. I was out in the woods. We were swimming in rivers and lakes and walking the dog and hiking and barbecuing and cooking and, and conversing with people around the fire, right? And there was no glow, glow, uh, blue glow on people's faces. And, Brian, it was like you're tell- it was like a recharge of humanity. You're speaking to the choir. I said this the last time, on my, the last episode, talking to Mike McIntosh. We were talking, and my thing is the more engaged, the more you do, the less you give a shit about any of these things things that Any we just it. went to even it's the, a drug but like it's not said. even just the phone but it's even the bullshit conversation about the weird social constructs we're getting all wrapped up in on a daily basis it all goes away when you're doing what you want to do when you're happy with people you give a shit about doing shit you like to do you don't care about anything until you need that fix though and that's why i, I think don't need to see the yeah. government step in and put warnings on social media and they're gonna put like but you want to know why? But you want to. But you want to know why they're not. But they're, they're not. But they're not because the government is the number one pusher of mind-numbing things. They love the yeah, manipulation. They don't control it. 
It's bullshit. They're trying to control it. Do you think they didn't learn from this perceived oh, – Russia hacking, real, not real, whatever. Russians really did try to get involved. What the effect was, I don't know. But you're not going to tell me that the Democrats and the Republicans are not putting together an army of people in a basement somewhere getting ready to go on a social media campaign to change the culture so that they can look win. What, look what happened. Look who's in our office. Whether you agree with it or disagree, that's not the argument I want to have. He's president because of his social media prowess and his – popularity his fame that's why he's president well i agree but i think he's president because of what he that representing that now because we're in that divide where you have the old way and the new way in a lot of ways and i think there are a lot of people that live in this weird spot right now where they want change in any way shape or form and having access to the entertainment push into it we've Really, I don't know if any group of people that are of voting age have come up with so much information and so much entertainment as what's well, going on Well, this is the now. problem, and that's why I disagree with what you're saying. Like, I don't think for one second that the government is happy about social media. It does nothing. Well, because it didn't figure it out pe- yet. Well, it gives people the ability to to organize. No, but they and, figured and but they figured out so fast. I, that- I disagree with you, and I think that – are you familiar with net neutrality and the reversal of it? Yes. I, well, I, 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 that, why do you think that just happened, dude? Because look what just happened in the last five to ten years in our political – agenda like our president is donald trump no marches all these things you can't the government cannot hide anything they wanted so you don't think for one second that the government or the bilderbergs or them whoever they are wanted the clintons to be in power why and they why no wait no 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 no, I, i wasn't saying why to that i was saying why do you think the reversal of net neutrality happened because they're going to shut these things down. They're going to make it more difficult. They're going to net, the reversal. All right, so net they're going to control it for their own purposes. Know. They're going to control it for their own purposes through the. See, I think big business is just extremely excited about net neutrality of, of being reversed. And, and, and but here's the, the thing: thing. media, business, government, all together. Right. That's and, what I'm saying. You're yes. About the same thing. So no, absolutely. Awesome. But that's why I think, I think the government sees the potential there for more control due to right. all of this it's more control that's my point but so, i but so listen, neutral or not neutral i think they're down. they're they're going to be fucking trying to brainwash some us shit anyway goes down and the people of of america are like f this it, we need to unite we need to march everybody get out in your cities and shut shit down the best way to do that bar none is social media well now what the government can do because of the reversal of net neutrality is they can go oh they're all this happened they're going to mobilize you know what let's just shut down facebook let's just shut yeah, down but, twitter but the government's not in control of that the companies are in just, control of it now just yeah. said that the businesses and the governments they're in bed together dude so yeah donald trump picks up the phone and 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 obviously it doesn't go down like this but donald trump picks up the phone and he calls zuckerberg and he's like yo you got to throttle it down. We need to throttle it down. Or it calls up Comcast or all the providers, right? Because it wouldn't be Zuckerberg. He's the end product. It would be yeah. the, it would be the feeds to it, right? And he would just be like, guys, let's shut it down. And boom, your your bandwidth is now shut off. This is like some China shit, right? I, but I think I, – I see that as a possibility. Why else would you reverse it? This is step one. No, because they want to make money. That's why. It's all money. Yeah. It's money. It's money. It's money. Well, money, money, yes, and money is power. So of course they need to stay in power to get the money. But the way money is functioning is different today too, and the opportunity that people have today to make money is different. And I think that a lot of the giants are falling because the power 
is actually coming back to our hands due to this. Net neutrality well, could be used against us so that we don't have as much power to develop the small bit. Here's the one. Here's the big one for me. A startup business with a with a neutral internet where we all have the same speed. That's Am- what it used to be. Did you ever see the picture of Bezos sitting at the desk with like the handwritten Amazon sign on the wall in like 1998? He's like sitting in a little office, typing away on the on the keyboard. That guy won't happen again. And that's where I have the problem because when it was neutral and he could just freely go and start something and create an audience around it and turn it into a movement, fine. But now he is the control factor and if he sees someone else doing what he did, he'll just pay more money to get faster speeds than that well, guy. Well, there's, there's things happening around that. So, But I think that's all going to break up though over time. I think the, I think the market always corrects to, itself. To go into this con- a little deeper into this conversation, so uh, I, I've been – immersed in cryptocurrencies and crypto just the the whole technology behind it right so what you're seeing is um so these cryptocurrencies all have a different use right so like bitcoin being a store value it was initially created to be i made a lot of money by the way over christmas yeah me too so (laughs) so there's all different ones that do different things right and what this is doing is it's going to bring the power back to the 99% and take it out of the hands of the one, which is terrifying them. So yeah. Yeah, be sure that something's coming down from the government. However, you can't stop something that nobody owns, right? So I think, I think that's the brilliance of Bitcoin specifically. Uh, you know, N- uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, who's the, the name of whoever created Bitcoin, like Bitcoin isn't owned by anybody. You can't shut down something that nobody operates at. The only way to shut down Bitcoin is to turn off the internet. Now, with that being said, that's another reason I think you're seeing net neutrality being reversed and overturned because the government knows damn well that if people start flowing their money into the cryptocurrencies, the government no longer has control over that. Well, how can we control it? Well, we can shut the Internet off. However, there are also cryptocurrencies out there such as Substratum, which you should Google right now if you're checking this out. Substratum is a blockchain technology that if you run the app on your computer and the more people that run it, uh, the stronger it becomes, it's an un, it's a decentralized internet. Well, right? that's so what I was. You can't shut down the internet. See, so this is where I really think you're we're you're right. We're li- we're living in a revolutionary time where you're seeing the 99% are overthrowing the one, and that shit's happening right now. And in our lifetime, in our kids' lifetime, you're going to see a huge change. And I don't think I don't know necessarily if it's if it's peaceful or if it's good, but you're going to see the fall like the NFL is falling. You're, you're going to see a change on Look, society. man, I'm personally – so I have the gym, but I'm also – I have a retail clothing business. And I've been involved in clothing companies from the, from the get in my life. And I'm seeing changes that I cannot believe. Lord & Taylor's headquarters in New York City was sold to WeWork. Lord & Taylor's on its way out. Well, Sears just closed all their all but wait, bricks and mortars. Dead wait, wait. Dead. But here's something I want you to think about and a lot of people don't think about. So Macy's, they're dying. Macy's, I don't know if Macy's has two years left in them as a company. They don't. But wait, who goes out of business when Macy's goes out? Ralph Lauren. Tommy Good. Hilfiger. Good. Calvin Klein. Good. Why, though? But why? There'll be another. There'll be no, but why? Well, why? They don't have a place to sell their clothes. You got it. They lose a they they lose a billion dollars. No, these companies are completely tied into these people, and they lose a billion dollars in sales overnight. They lose a billion dollars overnight. You can't recover from that. It's archaic. It's it's passe. It's dead. I've got a guy. Well, check this. I got a guy here, Frank. His roommate in college used to be a big guy at Puma. He left Puma and he started a company called Greats. 
He sells shoes, greats, G-R-E-A-T-S. If you want good shoes, check it out. He went to the factories in Italy and he started making dress sneakers. He sells them at a wholesale price as a retail. So how retail works, basically, you get it manufactured for 10, your wholesale price is 20, your retail price is 40. Yeah, so he cut out the middle guy and is selling direct, right. he's selling direct to consumer at a wholesale rate. He, had, he has a company that was valued at it's the whole crazy point. Of it. it was like a $50 million valuation it's overnight. It's the whole point of decentralization, right? And that's where we're going. We're giving the power back yes. to the 99. So all right, let me break this down for you, right? Um, Uber is the largest transportation company on the planet or taxi that doesn't own a fucking car car. amazon is the largest retailer on the planet they don't have one store airbnb is the largest hotel hotel chain right so they don't don't own a single single thing but they but wait wait airbnb the crazy part about that 13 percent decrease in hotel occupancy worldwide 13 percent globally the hotel industry has suffered due to airbnb doesn't sound like a huge number but that's 25 percent of the global workforce it's in hotels po- cannot get paid for it's a positive i agree with you i is, I, it, is I, it a positive for that said hotel no but you no but you want to know what the tool but guess what airbnb your room hotels no <laughs> Forget it. Hotels, the level of service in hotels, the cleanliness in hotels, the quality of hotels has increased dramatically due to this. Oh my God. I travel quite a bit. I have never, every hotel that, I mean, there's no, there are shitty hotels, but if you're paying at least a hundred bucks for a room, you're getting way more room than they ever used to get. You, I've traveled my whole life a lot. I can't believe the level of service. They're begging for your business now because yeah. the market is so competitive. I think all these things are good. I, I think I love competition. I, I, why, yeah, man. Why, like, I went to the mall uh, to see Star Wars. So Pam and I went. We saw Star Wars. We bought a stuffed Chewbacca for Chewbacca Batman. It's already in this room waiting for him to come to this world. So it, it opened around Christmas, right before Christmas. We got there a little early, so and she was pregnant, obviously. So we went for we walked the mall. I got a cup of coffee. I bought some licorice and we went back to the movie. It was the week two two weeks before it was opening day. So when it opened, like December fourteenth or fifteenth, there was nobody in the mall. Now flashback to nineteen ninety seven, dude. Forget it. You can't move. forget it. Like, I remember. Hey, five years ago, I went to Freehold Mall at midnight the week before Christmas, and it was packed. I went to Freehold Mall a two days before Christmas, and it was kind of dead. Dead. The I couldn't believe it. The world's not changing. The world well, has completely changed. I bought eighty percent of my gifts on Amazon. Yeah, you know, why leave the house? You, if you leave, yeah, I'm a busy guy. No, forget about danger. I'm just busy. <laughs> I'm just busy. You got to worry about so much when you leave the house. It comes right to my door, and it's going to be. It's two days right now. You can get it one day, and I get a lot and of stuff. Very soon, it'll be it's same going day. to be same day because yeah. they're opening Amazon. The more of those big facilities they open. And they're opening one. I think. I think Newark is one of the cities. Why did they buy Whole Foods? Did Amazon because they're going to probably start selling? You didn't know they bought Whole Foods food too. No, they bought Whole Foods because now they have a national distributor for alcohol, food. They have centralized oh. hubs in every town. Now here's another interesting crazy. thing about Amazon. Amazon, and I don't know what they're going to do, but they just filed four patents for cryptocurrencies and. Um, for domain names and i don't know what they are so people are speculating that so i don't know if they're going to do it open an exchange or if they are going to have or get in their own money some. maybe then why wouldn't 
Like, why, why wouldn't? Well, here's the thing about money, and I've always said this: people, when when I get a lot, you know, we all get stressed out about money at some point because we got bills to pay. But if you think about it, money is just a theoretical construct that we all agree on. Well, that's why people argue Bitcoin, um, and they try to argue that it's nothing magical internet money. I'd look at okay, so that piece of paper with green ink, that piece of paper with green ink, that what is that? What's the value of that? I mean, the value of that is what we all agree the value of it is. Correct. So, what if we all agree that money means nothing? Right. And so you're finding other ways to barter now. So why would it? There was a rumor, and it made a lot of sense. They were saying that. I think it was Bitcoin Cash or Litecoin, whatever, that Facebook was going to make that the official currency of Facebook. So if you wanted advertising, you would have to use that. It was a pure, it was a pure bullshit rumor, mm-hmm. but it made a lot of sense. Why would you not create your own currency? Well, Ian Zuckerberg's deeply looking into – he's going to create his own. But if you're a – Or buy one. If he's going to do one or the other. But if you're a global organization that's having to figure out money globally in a fluctuating marketplace – why not just con- come up with some other way of value to barter? There's no reason not to. We have, and it's yeah. here. But and I'm just saying, I'm changing. Yeah. It's going to change. I don't. Do you remember how? Do you I, remember when we were kids? How, how the internet changed everything? Like I remember the day I saw the first billboard that said Coca-Cola.com, and I was like, "What is that? What the hell is www. Yeah. I remember saying that, and I remember like denouncing it. Like I'll never use the internet. Are you kidding? I me? never said my, that. I embraced it life, right away. My whole life revolves around working on the internet, right? But like that's what people are missing about blockchain technology right now. Like this is the internet 2.0, 4.0, and is revolutionizing every single industry, and it's slowly going to creep into all of our all of the technology. If it hasn't already, then you're not going to know that you're using, and it's changing everything. See, the one thing for me with all this, everything we talk about, I really do – you could go negative or you can go positive on all these discussions. I think that there is more positive in humanity than negative, and I think – I'm seeing the more people are getting involved, the better direction. You know, you have all these people that, you know, you could say blockchain is the devil and then you can say that the government's the devil and da, da, da. But I think at the end of the day, the more power people get, the better things are going to be, the more the more good things are going to happen than bad. I talk to some people that they act like this whole internet revolution. It's the downfall of society. And we were even talking about, oh, it's fucking up our kids. I don't think anybody's getting fucked up over it. We've always been fucked up, you know, but it's we just messed up in a different way. We just get, it's just, it's always the same challenges. It's just different arenas. But the only thing about the world now is the level of communication we're able to have. And I think that is the really big aspect of it. The difference is, are not so different anymore because we all have the ability to communicate on so many levels, to identify with so many things, and there's so much information. Information is the leveling of the playing field. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I think the info, like I said, I built the door from the Matrix, right, the YouTube. But I, I, that's not my argument. I love. That no, fact. I'm not saying it's an the argument. Problem, like, I think the social media part is the. Well, I think – but again, I think it's the mechanisms in which we communicate are going to shift over time to accommodate us better. Are you ready for this shit? This is like just – all right, so it's just coming out now into the public eye, which means it's been working in the background for a long time. And the the dumbest way you can describe it is if you have Snapchat, open up a Snapchat filter. I stopped using it so Well, open up a Snapchat filter and then uh, take a, a different picture of a celebrity and you can put it over your face now. And now you can talk, and it will meld and move. It's like it's not yeah. great yet because it's on Snapchat, but now it is. It's like almost perfected 
outside of that. So I can pretend to be you online. So there's a big problem happening right now. And they just, there was a big news article yesterday in the news. Uh, somebody did a really, a really good one of, I think it was a Kim Kardashian. So the girl, like it's so good that you can't tell it's not Kim Kardashian. So she's doing the voice and she's doing the impersonation. So now so you can't trust anything. You can't trust anything. So where do you go from this now? How do you, what's the law going to be like? Who's going to, like you're the, pre- you, you fake being the president of the United States. And it's so good, nobody could tell the difference. And you you hack into some some kind of email, and you I don't know, you fool another country, and then you start a war. Like these things are, and that's like an extreme view. But like, how no, about I can understand you? that. How about you in your job, right? Uh, I, I fake being you, and I put some shit out on social. I hack your account while you're asleep, and I I well, talk shit about. Well, even worse. You know what I mean? Well, even worse. What happens if I actually say I go and I'm married, but I go and there's a young woman that I go and communicate with, and oh then, that then the she comes to my wife. And that was the then article. she comes to my wife and says, "You know, your husband's hitting on me." And then I go, "No, somebody must have stole my face." Yeah, that somebody was must article. have stole my face. So what happened? It was it was porn. That was the article. So people, uh, it's celebrity fantasies. So these porn stars oh are putting the digital on their face, face and it looks like them. They talk like them, and it's not them. So and this is only going to get better. So here's the thing about technology, dude. Right. So and I use Google Glass as the perfect example. Um, so Google Glass came out and it was a failure. People didn't like it. It was clunky. yeah. By the way, that technology is scary. Well, here's the thing. That comes off the market. Don't think for one second that that they're not still working on perfecting. They're going to they're going to give us next, contact next lenses. Next time it comes out, it's going to be a contact lens. It's going to be in your eye, and everybody's going to use it. And you and I are going to be sitting here having a conversation. But while we're talking, I'm going to be googling and researching and watching and well, studying. How is that going to affect a one-on-one conversation? Well, the only reason that you don't have that now is because of things like driving. But once you take driving out of our hands and you're just sitting in a vehicle without controlling it, and it this, doesn't dude? matter if you're distracted. How about, this? How about Carl? Uh, Carl has a fight and he's got the contacts in, right? And uh, can you fight with contacts? I don't believe you're allowed to wear contacts. What if you wear glasses? No, you can't wear contacts because if they come out, you. All right, so so forget. Say you're football. It's a football game. Let's just use fighting, right? If you're so blind, he's got I don't he's think got, got contacts in, and it's giving him stats on the person as he's punt like a video game. Yeah, I got you. Like that in shit's fo- coming. That would matter. That would matter in football. It would matter but- everywhere. How about like in the workplace? How about like in a classroom taking a test? Being a doctor, there's positives and negatives. Yes. but it's going to change. The entire world. Well, that's the augmented. But that's the augmented reality. That's part. not augmented reality. That's reality with additional information. Well, it's augmented reality. It's not virtual reality. You're not living in a bubble. You're still physically out there doing stuff with technology influencing your actions. That's augmented reality, and that's where the direction we're going. That's just it's scary. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I'm not fighting know. the technology. What I'm fighting is the humanity, right? Like you and I sitting here having a conversation. If we had those lenses in. We wouldn't be having we we'd be talking. You know the funny part about it though is though look at how much our bodies reject things. I mean even when I take these these headphones off at the end I don't my ears aren't right. Uh, go to you know you uh, look at a computer screen too long and things are weird. Like I don't know if physically we'll be able to handle this one hundred percent immersion into a technical world. But we have to take (laughs) drugs. But you have to you have to take drugs to not reject. 
the things that they put in them. That's that's not necessarily true. So nanotechnology, right? So they're they're that's a, that's the shit that gets a little freaky is the nano stuff. So you can have uh, so there's an app. I don't know if people notice, but if you have an iPhone and you updated your iPhone, there's now a health app. You probably slid it all the way to some folder and hit it, right? You don't use it, but you're that's going to play a big part in our society in in uh, in time to come. So when you uh, when these uh, you're going to take a pill, it's smaller than a pill. It's going to be actually injected into your bloodstream, right? It'll be a nano. You won't be able to see it unless it's under a microscope, but it will have the power of that, more of the power than that laptop that is on your desk right now. And it'll have the ability to transmit via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or whatever. So as that pill, that nanotechnology is in your bloodstream, it is constantly, will constantly be scanning your vitals. It'll know your, your blood sugar levels, your fat content, your heart rate. It'll know everything because it'll be inside your body and it'll be transmitting it to maybe a watch, maybe a phone, and it'll up updating that app, which your doctor will be able to download. And when that, so basically if you don't have technology embedded into your body within you know, the next five or ten years, you won't be able to keep up with technology. Like, that's what Ray Kurzweil has been preaching yeah. forever. But think about that, dude. So, you're, you know, you're not – these headphones are archaic. They feel – Oh, I understand. It's going to be a chip in – right? We already – a chip in your brain or – like, it's you're going to start putting these pieces in. We already do it with hips and knees and – you know what I mean? Like – No, I understand. I mean, th th there's weird stuff. People are, you know, injecting young people's blood. There's a guy that's trying to make new skin – that's infused with uh, spider webs that makes bulletproof skin and they're today on it's CNN, crazy today on cnn.com they finally they cloned the first primate they successfully yes and it's now like one years old like as we sit here talking breathe like they, well the thing that i the only i think scientists will end up killing us off in the end if we go too far but well, I, I don't think i just think as it's funny though the more you can get into the weird like sci-fi aspect of it kind of like that but at the end of the day i don't feel less human from all this i feel like i have more opportunities to be human seriously <laughs> yeah, i mean i have yeah. more opportunities to be human now because i have more time to be human because i don't have to do a lot of things that i used to have to I, do i agree with that and i have a lot more time to spend with my kid and my kid and i have a lot more options and things to do and at the end of the day when i go to the park and he goes down the slide he's still fucking happy so i can't mimic that like he put on vr goggles and thought it was the funniest thing in the world but i lasted about five minutes we yeah. went to the park for 35 so there's still something about sunlight and air and sweating and physical well, contact contending that's ever going to go away but I, I i just think that we we find a balance in it the, the issues that you get into I think the social constructs are more are more scary because of technology than anything. I, I talk about yeah. this a lot is I think the echo chambers that technology creates for a lot of people for the communication social technologies are my biggest problem. So I, I said this last time, if you're on Facebook, most of the people on Facebook that you're friends with think the way you do. So when you think you're changing the world, you're just affirming what you all agree on. So you're not really doing anything except getting more emboldened about some bullshit idea that you all fucking agree on. I almost on. deleted it off my phone today. I, the only reason I didn't delete it is because I, I need it for my work. Yes, that's it. Like, you know, I ran for uh, town council and um, – last year and now I'm, i didn't win but now i'm on the i was appointed to two boards so i, I need it for that i need it for the rangers i need it for pbr i am PBR only on like, it the only reason i'm on it 
Bro, it's marketing for me. I wanted to delete it, dude. I wanted the to delete only it. reason I'm on social is to promote my projects. Period. That is it. Do you know I blocked the majority of my family because I don't, I don't need them to get a stream of marketing consciousness from yeah, a, probably, from my hood suite. They probably blocked you. From yeah. It, right. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. The only thing is, I, the only one I interact with friends is my personal Instagram because I feel like having photos of my son updates the people I give a shit about in my life about what's going on. That's about it. You know, I, I, Facebook, I think is just one big massive marketing tool. Uh, Twitter is just a shitstorm of nonsense. <laughs> um, you know, but again, I, I had a, I have a friend on my Facebook page who is extremely left. He's from Asbury. He has a particular thought process about rights and different things. And I had to hit him up the other day and I was like, you really – you've got to stop pretending that you're changing the world. You're literally just talking to your five friends. Like stop. If you really want to change the world, go change the world. Mm-hmm. That's that's where social makes you think you're you're standing up for something that you're not really standing up for because you're standing up in a very small room that nobody's paying attention to. You know, you can write when you write that post that you think the world's going to care about. You got to remember the world's not looking at it. It's just the amount of people that are your friends, and only like three percent of them are actually seeing it. Right, which is not how it was initially intended to be. No, it wasn't. But now Facebook is like, ooh, we kind of fucked up here because we're empowering the wrong people and we're drowning out the right people, and they're trying to figure out how are they going to re-engineer it to make it a more viable tool. From what I, I read something about, Facebook is trying to go more of a route where it's actually more of a social slash marketing. It's almost an Amazon-esque marketing platform at, at this point. So it just sells a lot of shit. It sells bad ideas and products we don't need. So sure. Are we supposed <laughs> to be talking about fighting? No. Talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. This podcast is not about fighting. It's about my people I know and whatever we want. It's funny. I know you through the gym and we get to have this conversation because of it. The one thing I stress on this podcast is the diversity of people that I've come in contact and the people in this gym come in contact with and different ideas that we have and that a community of people is not just about fighting or whatever and there are some people that think you know we're just a bunch of barbarians that hit shit when it's actually a diverse community of people that have a lot of different ideas that put it all aside to get on the mat and work out together find common ground and then we have the ability to sit isn't down and funny, talk about different stuff isn't it funny how people are so ignorant to it like when when uh, we started pizza we call we refer to it as pbr now but it when we started it was called pizza beer revolution and people would be like you know listen to your show man you guys didn't really talk about pizza at all like you really talk like yeah, man. No shit, asshole. No shit. Like it's not about pizza and beer. And, you know, and, it's, you about, know. it's about like your gym brings people together. Like food and beverage brings people together, and then you talk. And podcasting, the beauty of podcasting, and I think the reason why podcasting is the medium that's getting more attention than I think any other medium right now is the humanity part of us. We are herd animals. We like to walk around together and like we like to just get information and agree and disagree and just be a group somewhere and podcasting brings a lot of people together around ideas so even a lot of the bullshit out too right well you and i get to have the conversation that we want to have and then other producer telling you what to say what not to say yeah there's no commercial break you know there's no sponsor 
Right. A friend of mine will yell at me, say I curse too much sometimes. Right. But like nobody's saying we're going to take you off the air if you curse. Right. I could do whatever the fuck I want on here. And I could talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk, however the fuck I want to talk about it. So that was right. enough fucks for this fucking minute. But I, that's my point, though. I can do that and whatever. And people subscribe to it or don't. And it's the free market. And that's what I love. I'm a free market, libertarian-minded person. I have my opinions about things, but I don't think you have to share my opinion. You, we could all talk about our opinions and listen, don't listen, I don't care. I think, you know, that's why I like the gym too. I mean, if you came in, you saw my class, there's a man, there's a woman, there's a white guy, there's a black guy, there's an Indian guy. You know, there, there's some kid we can't even figure out what the hell he is. You know, it, and nobody cares. There's always one. There's always one. But there's, you just, you come out, you do your work, and that's it. Like, that's the beauty of it. That's why, that's why I like the whole, that's, it's just all, the, the Matt's a melting pot, podcast an opportunity to talk about stuff, whatever, you agree, disagree. It's funny, the bigger the podcast, the more the comments. But you know the one thing that social did give a lot of people access to? It gives makes people feel a part of things. So we would watch a show back in the day. And if by chance you got to make a guest appearance. So Miami Vice was huge, right? Yeah. If you got to be on Miami Vice, holy shit. Yeah, it's big. That would be the biggest thing in your life ever at the time. But now you can watch something of that popularity and you can get involved by being in the comment section. And you can interact with somebody. Or you live tweet it. Like I, li I live tweet The Bachelor. So you – Real men watch Bravo. And I have a t-shirt <laughs> that prove it. My wife and I used to watch uh, – I watch everything on Bravo. I used to watch Housewives of Orange County. I don't watch – I take it back. I don't watch anything Housewives. I watch only that one. I didn't watch any other ones. That was the only one we watched. That was the only show on Bravo we watched. And uh, But you can get involved now. You could tweet. Yo, I've – Tweeted famous people and had them answer me back, and I know it's them. Yeah, it just, well, yeah, they get the blue check, you know. And so, no, but there's a lot of people that have managers running their accounts, but I actually have hit some people up, and they've actually hit me back. I've talked to people that I never would have ever had access to before because of this stuff. But again, that does empower people to communicate in weird ways too. Sometimes, like people think they're famous, but they're really just comment section famous. Mm -hmm. But I try not to. I don't. I don't have a ton of comments. Which is fine. I'm okay with that. But as comments build in certain areas, you got to click it off because you, you realize that the lowest common denominator of the oh. of humanity is in the comment section. Sure. It's really nuts. I, I say this all the time. Poor Corey. I bring this up too much. Corey Anderson, UFC fighter. His comment section tends to be, hey, Corey, you're in the UFC. That's great. I don't like the way you fight because you take too many people down. I wish you would stand more. I hate the fact that you're black. <laughs> you know, then it turns it's into like that, 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 now it's like the racist rant. But yeah. it starts off we with yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's insanity, and and it's funny. Like I go back to the NFL, the kneeling thing. That's turned into a crazy spectacle. I don't care where you stand on it. I have my opinion on it, but because of the amount of space we have to talk about it. It's really negatively impacted the NFL, mm -hmm. and it's it's a negatively impacted because the viewers have taken sides, and also the players have gotten way too involved. Who would know what a player was thinking twenty years ago? Because a press release would be made by a PR guy, no. what they were thinking, and if they got caught with some random photo, there was never like a live video of somebody saying a political opinion about some thing that's a hot button topic you know you ever get caught in like the facebook 
the, you watch a Facebook video of like a cop pulling somebody off a train or some shit, and then they, like you you just get caught up in it, and then that's all you see. It's just videos of cops beating people up, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, cops are the worst, right? It's like like Facebook. I mean, it could also be kittens. You know, you can see, watch a video of a kitten, and then it's just another kitten. It could kitten, be people like, oh, my God, I love kittens. So you go either way. But, yeah. like, it could suck you in quick, man. Like, you got you got to put that shit down. Well, it's like binge-watching a Netflix thing. Oh. My son found this magic show on Netflix. It was um, behind the whatever where they show you all how magic tricks are done. So we started on episode one. We watched three seasons of that fucking show in, like, two days. All we did was watch it over and over and over. But that's the same way. But that's how you have access to all this stuff now. And But, again, I think you've had that experience. I've had that experience. We've all had the same experience. So at the end of the day, we always fall back to our human tendencies. We don't behave different. So no matter what we do, we're always going to go back to what it is we've evolved into being. I mean, maybe we'll evolve into something else because of this stuff. But at the end of the day, do you realize you'll have a kid and you're going to find something. In a loud room, your kid doesn't cry. In a quiet room, your kid cries. That's been scientifically proven to go back to evolution because the kid that screamed in the woods got eaten. <laughs> That's a good point. And it stuck with us. Like everything we're talking about, there were two cavemen fighting over rocks and sticks and dirt over the same shit. Yep. They were talking about cave paintings. We're talking about cell phones. It don't fucking matter. And it used to happen with four people. Now it happens with four trillion people because the world just opened up that way. But it's interesting. I think the I think the, the you could have the pro and con argument all day long. I, I think you're a little out there on the like afraid of being blown up side of it, but maybe. Maybe. But again, that's I mean, just listen, the paranoid. I have to idea. leave here and go home. By the time you listen to this podcast, I might have been killed. You might be dead. You might be dead. New York, I will Can you not- imagine if that's the last thing I've been recorded saying? Like if, if I die tonight? Poor Mike, the paranoid fucker that he was. Jesus, you believe <laughs> This is terrible, Pam. You need to listen to this. Yeah, the one that I do, I will admit, I am slightly hesitant with New York City at times. I mean, they have to change the sidewalk structure because of people running people over with cars. Come on, man. Like, for real. And I'm, I'm the crazy one. Yeah, I went to San Tropez with Carl for a fight, and then not long after, in Nice, they had that guy in the truck and the yeah. guns and shit. It's not even about guns. It's just about crazy bastards and everybody's mad. Ah, it's not everybody though but that that that's a particular group of people that are mad consistently and you don't know what they're gonna do you know but uh the school one scares the fuck out of me because my kid's gonna be going to school next year and that scares the fuck out of me because i can't do anything about that you can't you can't but that's why i'm like part of me is like i'm scared to death but then the other part of me is i have to do it you could be here's the thing i have to do it i talk a lot you know a lot of what i'm saying is for fun you know like about being so scared like of course i leave my house you could be scared, but you can't stop living. Yes. You know? So I don't want to be scared, and I don't want to be paranoid. I want to be aware that things could happen. I just – I'm not – I don't walk around in fear about anything. I just – except snakes. I fucking hate snakes. But I, I, I just – it is what it is, man. Like there's certain things you can't control. I can't control the guy who might randomly run me over. I mean what am I going to do? I can't stop it. I just gotta pay attention. I gotta pay as much of attention to things as possible. And if I see the signs, I gotta pay attention. You know, you know, you know. It was really weird when I was doing my show for the Rangers in Vegas. You know, I just run up to people with yeah. a microphone. I was really nervous on how that was going to be received after. After know, the shooting. Yeah. 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 
Because I'm just so, a dude. That's so disgusting. Like, that, I just, that was so horrible. Yeah. That's so horrible. But, you know, people, I mean, people didn't re- receive it any differently. I mean, I think people, de- I've been doing that show since 2012, and people definitely are more, like, on edge when I approach them. Than they used to be. But I don't think it's because they're afraid the microphone's going to explode. I think it's they're afraid of where it's going to show up and what you're going to ask them. Maybe it's a little bit of all of that, right? I mean, it, you know. There's so much weird shit on the internet with people posting stuff. Did you see that movie, The Comedian? No. Robert De Niro? He's a, he's a comedian on stage and some guy has a social media thing where they go and they try and provoke comics. And he got provoked and he hits the guy and then he has to go to jail for 30 days. But that's, that's interesting. I think a lot of people – that's the one – to me, the bottom feeders in the world right now are the ones that do dumb shit like that, that are trying to provoke to become famous so they don't have to get a job. Hmm. I had somebody made a comment once about fighters, and it's a true statement. I'm sorry, guys. This is the truth. When you walk into a, a gym that has a lot of fighters, they you tend to find that – one percent of them are actually going to do something, and the rest of them are late twenties, early thirties, and they just don't want to get a job. Mm. So they chase this. So the thing about MMA is it's a much more um, is tangible the word. It just you could feel you could you can touch that dream a lot easier than the NBA, the NFL, yeah. or anything. That's a yeah, machine. To, yeah, I agree with that. With MMA, like you can come out of nowhere. And Ngannou fought. Four fights in the UFC and then got a heavyweight title shot. He was a homeless guy in Paris not long ago. Yeah. You know, you can be a homeless guy to being on a pay per view. You can be Conor McGregor. You know, Conor McGregor. That's going to change though. You know, in time it'll change because you'll see like colleges will start having mixed martial arts teams. And I don't. I, be I don't think. Teams. I you do, don't think. I do not think MMA will ever be accepted as other sports have been accepted because it's still violence in a lot of people's minds. Now, now. But people don't look at people. I don't know anyone that looks at the NFL, even with the level of violent contact that happens in the NFL. They don't take a religious stance against it. I mean, you have some people that are anti the head contact, but they're not like the devil's making them fight. I mean, people Who take, yo, there, there are people that have a religious hate for MMA that it's like it's this anti whatever, but they're stupid because there's not a lot of them. There's not enough of them to do any damage. Well, there's, there's enough of them to create noise. There are a lot of people out there. I mean, look, my dad was, it took me years to get him to understand that MMA is not barbaric, but even the other – my dad bought tickets to go see the UFC. My dad lives in Orlando. The UFC is in February. He's in Orlando. There's a possibility Carl being on. So he bought tickets because he thought maybe Carl will be on. Whatever. But he's going to go. It's going to be a fun night out. But he still asked me like, does Chuck Liddell still fight? I'm like, he hasn't fought for 10 years. Like what the fuck? You don't know. I saw him, on, I saw him doing some video with steve Well, he's hurting now. He needs money. Well, he's running around with steve <laughs> But these guys like, – is there a lot of people that have – misconceptions about the sport being violent but at the same time because of the pedestrian aspect of the sport where pretty much anybody has an opportunity to kind of flirt with the idea of getting in it you can go and fight anywhere in the country you can find a fight on a friday or saturday night somewhere in the country that some dumbass promoter is going to let you get in the cage and that's the problem with the sport when that changes when it's harder to get fights because it's not regulated but the the acceptance not acceptance, but when the barrier of entry, when the bar, you got to jump higher to get in, when you can't just go and train a couple months to get a fight, when there's actually 
an amateur program that's producing real professionals consistently and you can't just fight when there has there's got to be something to it where there's got to be a little bit more unity on an international level between promoters where you just demand a little bit more out of the athletes and you don't put on so many shows maybe and whatever but because you can fight if you can sell tickets you can get a fight because mm-hmm. promoters just care about making money they don't care about fighters they care about making money and that's not a problem that's capitalism if your job is to make if you're a promoter and okay there's a show called warriors cup they used to put on the best muay thai fights on the east coast and the guy never made any money because the best muay thai fighters on the east coast didn't sell any tickets so then he had to bring in a partner who knew people that would sell tickets the quality of the fights went down but the guy went got out of bankruptcy over it so it's a balance. They've got to make money. So if you're a, a weaker, if you're a promotion that doesn't have a huge marketing machine, you have to get guys that come from gyms that sell a lot of tickets. So it's not because promoters are scumbags. It's because of the business that they're in, they're not putting on shows as a charity for your benefit. Yeah, it's a, it's their business that you're using to get experience to move to the next level. So it's a it's a handshake agreement there. So fighters that complain that they don't want to sell tickets, well, you're fucking up the sport. Like if you would just sell some goddamn tickets, you would get a higher class of guy, whatever, and promoters would be able to work with you. But it's a weird – that's the weird thing. Like there's no football promotion that's out there where like, hey, if you sell a lot of tickets, I'll let you be the quarterback. Right. They don't have to. And that's that's the weird thing about prize fighting, man. The prize – is really important on both ends. The business has to work. The fighter has to work. And that's why the UFC is going to always have feeders coming out. Like you have a guy, we used to joke, Ohio fighters. Guys out of Ohio would have 50 victories. But, I mean, if you looked at it, they fought like the janitor in the bar that the fight was being held. So like, eh, it's just – it's a very odd thing. And that's why I don't know if MMA is ever going to rise to the level of, say, the NFL, the NBA, whatever, in terms of structure, feeding, development – because two, you gotta be a little crazy to fight. You don't have to be crazy to play football. You gotta be crazy to fight. I don't know if that's true. There's some not are, every position, but some. Yeah, but there's a there's a, the percentage of nutbags in other sports compared to MMA. I think is a little off the charts. And I, I mean, I'm this is my career, and I'm saying this. Yeah, I get it. You're fighting. It's a combat sport. The the pressure. There's got to be something wrong with you to embrace the pressure that fighting brings. You could uh, people can talk about pressure in sport. Tom Brady has to worry about somebody trying to tackle him, but Tom Brady's never going to take his helmet off, get in the middle of the field with another human being, and go for a certain amount of time or until somebody like knocks somebody out. There's, there's rules in place to make sure that that doesn't happen. He'll take a big hit. He'll get something broken here and there, but the game's going to go on, and he's going to get recovered, and he's got a huge machine to help him get better. Fighting men, when... Tom Brady doesn't have one guy that he's thinking about. And that's the mind fuck about fighting. Think about this. If I told you in six weeks from now you're going to fight somebody and that guy knows he's fighting you and you know he's fighting you – know, you know that this is going to happen. And you know he's training every day to get into his physical best because he wants to kill you and you want to kill him. Just think about the pressure that gets released in that fight. That doesn't happen in anything else. Nothing else. There's no other one-on-one sport that you run that risk. And if you die out there, you die out there. Like nobody – like it ha- shit happens. <laughs> he punches a hole in your head. There's no rule to stop him from trying to kill you. You know? Yeah. There's a referee to pull you off. It's true. But there's nobody going to stop. Francis Ngannou almost killed Alistair Overeem with an uppercut and everybody applauded. And he got a big check for doing it. Like 
Alistair went home not remembering how he fucking got to the arena. It's crazy. So that's what I'm saying. There's nothing like that. And that's what I'm saying. There's something wrong with you if, if uh, you do this. And if there's nothing wrong with you, there will be something wrong with you if you have a wrong, long career. Because that pressure gets to you over time. I, I believe it. It's not an easy life. No, it's not. It's how, not meant for everybody. How long have we been going? We've been going for an hour and 30 minutes. My bladder is dictating that we stop. <laughs> All right. Or pause. All right. Well, here's the deal. Mike, I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. And, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have you back because the one we didn't get into any of your stuff. We just no, talked. No, but it's, but it's been, I would really like – Yeah, but I would like to introduce uh, my community to what it is you do a little bit more too because you work on some cool TV shows and you have a great podcast and you brought us on and well, check it's out, been cool. You can check out my Twitter, at mpolano or at pbrpod. You can check out the podcast and find me from there. And the Hivecast is available at thehivecast.com. We're also on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Play. I found out that we're on Alexa, but there's a problem where it's not, but that will be resolved really soon. So you can be on Alexa and you say, play the Hive podcast, and we will pop up, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, what else here? Uh, Thanks again to Sucker Punch Entertainment, Alienware, Pure Spectrum, Meal plans to go. New Jersey Nutrition. All the regular, uh, all the regular suspects. And you can find us for the gym at KillerBCSA.com, KillerBCSA on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at BrianWright732.com, BrianWright732 on Instagram and Twitter. So that's the deal, Mike. Thanks, dude. Thank you. I went a little longer there. Don't wet your pants. I am. You didn't even talk about knocking me out. It was the first time ever. That's old news. Later. Later.